Hello, I'm Paddy Billington and welcome to episode four of the Visit Scarborough podcast. Coming up in this episode, we speak to children's entertainer Magic Mike about his career and his hopes for 2021. We also explore our latest hidden gem, St Mary's Parish Church in Scarborough. Now, it might dominate the skyline near the castle, but how much do you know about a building with 800 years history? Also, we've been asking you on our social media pages, which is your favourite building in Scarborough? We've had so many answers, really interesting ones as well. So looking forward to reading some of those out during the podcast too. Not only that, we'll bring you the latest Scarborough tourism news and they've announced the Goldwing Light Parade is happening in September. We'll speak to the organisers. And I'd like to start episode four of the Visit Scarborough podcast with a thank you for listening and downloading the podcast so far. We've got hundreds of listeners already from all over the world. We'd love you to subscribe where you get your podcasts from. And if there's an opportunity to leave a review, that is massively helpful as well. Let's meet my first guest now. It's Magic Mike, real name Mike DeFratis, well known for being a children's entertainer, putting on shows at venues, including Scarborough Spa and the Scarborough Open Air Theatre. Mike, great to have you on. How's the last year been for you? Different, I've got to say that. Yeah, that's certainly not uh, what I expected uh, things to be padding out as, but, but there you go. I know you've been doing a lot of uh, online stuff, helping people get through lockdown with a lot of free online events as well, which I know people have really, really enjoyed and appreciated. In the last year or so, as regulations eased a little bit, you did try and get some shows, some actual shows up and running. You had some disappointments as well, didn't you? So last summer, obviously, everything just got cancelled. Uh, we, we, we just, we, it was just, like watching everything just drop off a, a cliff edge work-wise so everything just got cancelled like most people didn't think that uh, things would last as long as they did you know I thought that by, by summer we'd probably be doing something but um, that didn't happen obviously we couldn't do anything in Scarborough because our main venue is, is the Scarborough Spa and that, that didn't open unfortunately so we, we couldn't do uh, any shows in Scarborough in the summer so we did manage to to get two in at Bridlington, Bridlington Spa, because uh, we do stuff there. But unfortunately, we had six it was six shows booked in. We'd spent weeks prior to the shows uh, organising it and going through what we could do and what we couldn't do. And the and the paperwork, the, the health and safety, if you saw it, and I'm sure you have, um, is pages. It's got long story short. We, we managed to, to realise that we could put the show on. So we, we got everything ready, had to rewrite everything. And it was uh, the day before and we went through to Brid and we'd started to set up when I was doing health and safety with everyone and it was a a 15 minute talk we went through everything I get a phone call and say it's it's have you seen the news no and apparently Boris is on and he's just pulled the plug of all live entertainment in theatres which was supposed to start the next day devastating now take us back to when you first started as Magic Mike in Scarborough because you have been doing this a long time now I'm not wanting to make you feel old here of course but <laughs> but um, just talk us through the career you know how, how you started off doing what you do so how did it all start right it just evolved through a series of incidents or accidents I don't know which way around you want to put it but as a child my, my father was he, he was uh, a bars manager at the Grand Hotel which was a Butlins Hotel uh, and as a child I used to go in with him and I used to watch the, the wrestling so they used to be all the, the big wrestling stars like Big Daddy and Giant Hairstacks and all the rest <laughs> and uh, 
and I used to watch all the acts. I think it stems from a young age watching entertainment at Butlins. I think that's where it sort of the seed was sown without me realising. Yeah. And then I, what happened was, I'd, as I grew up, I had all sorts of jobs. I, I didn't go to college. I left school and, and worked. And then I was friends with a, um, a red coat, uh, really good friends, a chap called Stuart. And we were at a wedding, and the DJ who was doing the wedding wasn't very good. And we both said, we could do better than this. <laughs> so we'd, uh, we ended up getting some equipment, and that's how we started. So we started off as doing discos and weddings. And then the transition from that to Magic Mike, because I was doing the discos, I ended up working in the local nightclubs. So some of the uh, listeners will um, will remember Lawton's. Uh, I used to work in there. A young lady came to me and said, uh, my mum's looking for a DJ to uh, cover at the corner calf <laughs> two nights a week. And I was like, all right, what's that doing? It's covering the Chuckle Brothers. Because uh, yeah. Dave Marshall, I'm sure most people know Dave, used to do the Chuckles, and he used to go to Whitby, I think, or the Spa, or one of them. So I did a couple of days there. So that's when I transitioned from just adult discos to children's stuff. So at the Chuckle Brothers, a mum from Scarborough, uh, in fact she was from Benton, came up and said, you do children's uh, discos, parties? And I was like, eh, nope, never done one, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> so, uh, so I did one, it was two hours, and I remember it vividly, it was two hours, and all the children just running around into the circle, screaming, uh, making loads of noise, and I thought, whoa, yeah. I'm going to have to do more than just play music here. So I decided that I was going to, uh, I was already doing juggling as a hobby, so I thought, I'll, next time I do one, I'll throw some juggling in, and I thought I'd learn uh, some balloon modeling, and what about learning a magic trick? So uh, so I then got some magic tricks to, to learn for the next time I had to party, just to make it a bit more interesting. And the bug bit, I I was well and truly just hooked into magic, and I was like, wow, this is this is amazing, and I, just, I couldn't get enough of it. Uh, and I, I just got books and videos, and... and um, started making my own tricks and and i was just obsessed with it i was yeah. just obsessed uh, and that's where it started and then and then i, I realized that I, I needed a name i couldn't i couldn't really go out as mike de Freitas, even though everyone knew me as that um so the, the magic mike came from um well, actually mother-in-law who said why did you go as magic mine i was like well, that sounds like a good idea <laughs> if only i knew yeah hollywood <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Probably. yeah. Hollywood will release a film which is yes. um, sort of a bit of a contradiction, really, to your uh, family show. Oh, that's another story in total. That is, the parties became Holiday Park, and Holiday Park entertainment, you know, became outdoor events. The outdoor events became. Um, I decided I was going to start writing shows. I was lucky enough to be able to do lots of different things. And 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 the funny thing is, I I've always have enjoyed all of them. So you know, I still do. The discos, but I just don't do as many because I'm, I'm too busy being Magic Mike, but I still do the big dudes. And the funny thing is, um, a lot of people don't even realise it's, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> which are around you. I, I, the tr- true story, I, I remember them, this was when I was still working in the nightclubs. It was a, it was a, you know, at this point, I was actually at Berlin's and I was still, I was doing the both. And a mum came up to me and asked for a request. Uh, and this must have been this Saturday night. Yeah. And on the Friday after, afternoon, I'd, I'd done a child party and she didn't recognise me. <laughs> That's brilliant. I've got to ask, I've always wondered this, as Magic Mike, you have a specific Magic Mike outfit. Have you got just the one that you wash loads and loads and loads or do you have like dozens of them on a rail in a cupboard at home? Yeah, I do have more than one and I've been through quite a few in the time. <laughs> uh, so I, I have hat and waistcoat and trousers that I use for my parties. Uh, I have a stage 
suit, which is the same colours which I use for just the stage shows and, and the outdoor events. I have about 15 yellow t-shirts because okay? <laughs> uh, I go through quite a few of them. Well, thanks for now, Mike. Uh, my guest on episode four of the Visit Scarborough podcast is Magic Mike, as you'll know him most likely. Uh, Mike DeFreitas will chat more very, very soon. Still to come on the Visit Scarborough podcast episode four, we explore this week's hidden gem, St. Mary's Parish Church in Scarborough, 800 years of history to talk about very, very soon. It's an amazing building with so much history. Also, we'll speak to the organiser of this year's Goldwing Light Parade. Just been announced that it's going to be happening in September, and that will be amazing. Fingers crossed everything is back to normal. That is going to be quite an event. So we'll speak to the organiser of that very, very soon. Also, Scarborough Tourism News to share with you. And right now, well, on our social media pages, and you can find Visit Scarborough on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, we've been asking you this week, what is your favourite building in Scarborough and why? So let's do some of these now. Margaret Bell says, My favourite building in Scarborough has to be the Futurist Theatre. Many happy memories of seeing shows with my parents as a young child. Sadly, no longer there now. Antonia McGregor says, The Castle, the Spa, the Royal Hospital on the Esplanade, just for the views. Basically, I love my views and I'm hoping to get to see them this year. Yeah, we hope so too. Uh, Jitka says, The Castle and the Grand Hotel, lots of old memories. David Thompson says the Grand Hotel as well. As well, Lizzie Bramley says for the other half it's the Grand Hotel, but for me it's the castle as I love the history and the views are breathtaking. And Judy Sharp says I love the clock tower, especially in the summer when the flowers are out. Also going for the clock tower, Susan Kerr McMillan. It's a great choice and I live just around the corner from it. It's a brilliant place just to spend a bit of time. And Mark Glimmon says the Turk's Head, which is a pub, which is great. It's our first pub getting a mention. We'll do some more of these very, very soon. Your favourite buildings in Scarborough and the reasons why. Nobody's mentioned the lighthouse yet, which is interesting. Nobody's mentioned the Spa Bridge either. Not had a mention of the Rotunda Museum yet, but maybe we'll get some of those when we do some more of that in a bit. Right now, let's speak to Magic Mike again. Uh, Mike DeFreitas. Now, we talked a bit about your act and how you've become the children's entertainer you are, but what we haven't mentioned is your famous characters, uh, Chuck and, of course, more recently, Carlos as well. So what, what I've always done, I've always pushed boundaries. So I've always, like, so I, I, I like to push, I like to come out of my comfort zone. So uh, I may get a phone call and they'll say, can you do this? And I've never done it before. And I'll say, yeah. And then afterwards, I'll worry about it. Because I do like to, to, to push boundaries. And one of the things I've decided after I'd learned the magic and everything else was that I wanted to become a ventriloquist. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd said and, yes to uh, doing it without ever, ever having done it. <laughs> yeah. That was probably one of the hardest things I ever had to learn to do, to be a ventriloquist. And if I told you Chuck came first, everybody knows. Of course, yeah. Uh, and he came first. And... I spent 12 months in front of the mirror, practicing in front of this mirror, until I thought, right, I've cracked this. I, I can do this now. Mm. And then if I told you it was another six months before he came out of the box. Wow. Because I used to I used to do a show or, 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 or it might be a holy park or whatever, and Chuck would be in the box, and I'd be thinking, right, today's the day. Yeah. This is the one. He's coming out today. <laughs> and, I, and I would go, I'd get to the end and go, nope, you can get him out. Um, so I must have got another six months before he actually came out of the box because I just I just couldn't do it. Carlos is a, is, is is our second character in, in our third character actually in, in the characters in the show, but he's from Brazil and he only funny enough he only comes out in the summer show, right? Because well, um, he's only he's, he's he's in Scarborough 
on his summer holidays. So he's not quite sure what bangers and mash are. He, he's <laughs> like, what is, what is bangers and mash? And, uh, <laughs> and then they talk about fish and chips and the seagulls okay, and Turkish <laughs> fish and uh, things like that. So he, he, he fits in nicely to the summer show in Scarborough and, uh, and everything that goes on in, in the summer. Yeah, and in terms of this summer, if things do get back to some sort of normality then, uh, will we be able to uh, see you locally again? I'm hoping so, yeah. I mean, the whole of last year, apart from, obviously, February February half term, we, we, we did the shows, and then, obviously, after that, we went into lockdown. So, but apart from that, once lockdown came in, uh, we did nothing in Scarborough the whole year, except uh, I was lucky enough to get a phone call from the YMCA yeah. and uh, Graham there rang and, and asked if we'd like to try and do something at the YM uh, which was just fabulous um, to be able to do something in Scarborough so we managed to get two two Christmas shows in um, which was great so at the moment for, for this year obviously at the moment I can't do anything can't do parties apart from online things so I'm hoping by Easter things might start to look a little bit better and obviously the vaccine will be regularly available to more people and hoping that things will slightly get better so I'm hoping that we should be able to do something so I'm, so I'm, I'm aiming at the moment that we we may get a, an Easter showing I mean don't don't hold me on that because obviously things change so I, I, at the moment I'm sort of hoping we might get an Easter show at possibly the YM because I'm not sure when Scarborough Spa is going to open and I'd like to think by summer we'll be I'm already talking about open air theatre yeah uh, the free shows they do there during the daytime yeah yeah so i know that we're in talks with that already so that looks like that possibly is going to go ahead hopefully this summer things will get back to normal we'll see you back on stage again It'd be brilliant to well, see you at the open air theater actually doing doing those shows with it being obviously out, outdoors I, I can't see why they won't they won't go ahead you know again they might be limited numbers but then you know i think that they should go ahead you I know. think Scarborough's going to have definitely a bumper season. I th- I, it I mean, will. Last year was, you know, it was a short season because of obviously it was late start and everything else. But I, I do feel that Scarborough will have a, 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 a good season. It will, uh, whenever that is, <laughs> even if it's October. I, I know yeah. what you mean. You know, people will be desperate to come back again, uh, yeah. and they'll want to enjoy some entertainment when they're here as well. So, yeah, yeah well, lovely speaking to you. Pleasure. Your website is magicmike.co.uk. Yes. And you can find me on Facebook, just, just type in, if you go into the search engine, and just type magicmike.co.uk, because if you just type magicmike, <laughs> you might get some strange things coming up. Yeah. Great. Thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. All the best. Buddy, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. And thank you to Magic Mike, Mike DeFreitas, for joining us on the podcast. Still to come, we'll speak to the... Uh, Organiser of this year's Goldwing Light Parade. That's going to be a huge event in Scarborough in September. Fingers crossed everything will happen as planned. We'll do some Scarborough tourism news. And in a moment, we are going to be discovering more about St. Mary's Parish Church. It's our hidden gem this week, 800 years of history. Right now, though, more of your favourite buildings in Scarborough from our social media pages. John Holby says the Market Hall and Vaults, good call. It's a really beautiful building, the Market Hall. It's been recently refurbished and... An extra upper level has been added, and it's just full of local shops. Well worth visiting again when you're allowed to. Christine Irwin says the spa, Royal Hotel, the Wee Cafe at the top of the lift, the architecture of the Grand Hotel is beautiful as well. Also going for the Grand, uh, Eileen Hines and George Howarth. Neil Dawson just says everything that's built early 1800s and 1900s. Some great architecture in Scarborough. Uh, Gary McKinn says the Golden Ball Pub at the Harbour. That's a good call as well. And Sandy Pringle has uh, posted a picture of that one. 
and Lorraine Goodchild says there's so many beautiful buildings in Scarborough it's hard to choose just the one but for me it's got to be the iconic castle that you can see from both bays really hoping we can get over for a week in June fingers crossed we'll do some more of those in a bit right now as part of my daily walk I visited St Mary's Parish Church in Scarborough, armed with a few facts to share with you as well. It's it's a really special place, actually, with more history than even I realised. Here's what I recorded a couple of nights ago on a freezing cold, dark winter's night. Well, it's a chilly winter's evening and I'm in the grounds of St Mary's Parish Church in Scarborough. There's some drizzle in the air and some mist over the castle headland and the old-fashioned lampposts are illuminating that drizzle and mist. And despite the wet weather, I can actually see a full moon casting a pale light over the various graveyards that are attached to this building. A fitting scene, really, for exploring what has got to be the building with the most turbulent history of any in all of Scarborough. St Mary's Parish Church in Scarborough might seem a strange choice as a hidden gem. It stands proud looking down over the whole of the South Bay in Scarborough. I can see the lighthouse in the harbour below. I can see the Flamborough lighthouse in the far distance. Its lights flashing away. And in fact, on the eastern side, it's incredibly well illuminated. You can see it for miles around during the day and at night. And I thought I knew this place really well. I knew it had some history in the English Civil War. I knew it was home to Ambronte's grave. But it's got 800 years of history. Built in the 12th century. Used to be much bigger than it is now. With two towers, one at the West End, no longer there, and a central tower, which was destroyed during a bombardment of the English Civil War. In fact, it wasn't destroyed immediately. The steeple and bells actually collapsed in a gale 14 years after the English Civil War bombardment. Just imagine what state the building must have been in for the tower and bells to collapse. And this whole eastern side is now no longer here. But what is great is that there are some tall standing ruins right at the eastern end, so you can get an idea of what it was once like and the size of this building. The parliamentarians were here, firing at the castle, doing some damage. The castle firing back did quite a lot of damage to this bit of the church. Perpendicular choir completely wipes out. The central tower and bells coming down about 15 years later. Ewan Christian oversaw uh, an extensive refurbishment in the mid-1800s. The wooden galleries and box pews were removed. Now, these current bells that you can hear, and this is brilliant timing at quarter to six, the original belfry bells uh, were replaced in 1979 by eight new bells, and two of those bells are actually from All Saints Church, which was a beautiful church in the middle of Scarborough Town Centre. It was actually where Anne Bronte's funeral took place. It was almost criminal that that building was demolished in the late 1970s, but at least part of it remains here. Uh, Talking of Anne Bronte, uh, she is buried here. In recent years, a new stone was laid, correcting her age at her death, which is a year out on the original gravestone. So a lot of the graves date up to the mid-1800s, because after that, people were buried in Scarborough in the new Dean Road Cemetery. Only four of the many Chantry chapels uh, from the 1300s remain. And they're really interesting. One of them has a slate roof, the one next to it has a stone roof. Fascinating architecture if you just spend a little bit of time looking. There is a ghost story attached to this place as well, quite a ghost story. It is said, if you visit St Mary's Church, three years running on St Mark's Eve, the 24th of April, between the hours of 11pm and 1am, that third year, you will see a procession of the people who are going to die in the following 12 months. And there's more. Two women came here and did just that in the 1700s. And one of the women saw an apparition of herself in the procession. The fear made a collapse and die on the spot. You could say that's fairly ironic. 
when it is safe to return to Scarborough and you fancy visiting St Mary's Parish Church, perhaps to see Ambronte's grave, take a walk through the grounds. There's lots to explore, there's lots to discover. It's a really fascinating place. And despite its very prominent location looking down over half of Scarborough, it is well worthy of being one of Scarborough's hidden gems. And make sure you either arrive or leave by St Mary's Steps, because they are a gem themselves. It's a really fascinating place to explore. In fact, me and my partner were walking up there a little while ago and uh, we discovered a graveyard attached to the building that I didn't even know existed. They're just dotted around here, there and everywhere. It's a really amazing place. Right in a moment, I am going to be speaking to the organiser of the 2021 Scarborough Goldwing Light Parade. Fingers crossed everything is back to normal and it can happen as it normally does. It is one of the highlights of the calendar. Tens of thousands of people watching hundreds of illuminated Goldwing bikes travelling around the South Bay, Harbourside and North Bay in Scarborough. And then usually there's a spectacular fireworks display to end the night and the atmosphere is just electric. So we'll speak to the organiser of that. It has been announced that it is happening in 2021. We'll, we'll chat in a few moments. First, though, some more Scarborough tourism news. Uh, more improvements coming for the A64, the main road to Scarborough, for tourists uh, between Malton and Scarborough. So that's some good news. Also, two people have been rescued from Cornelian Bay. That's between South Bay and Scarborough and Caton Bay. Uh, after getting cut off by the tide, they were rescued by the, the inshore lifeboat. So a reminder that when it is safe to visit, make sure you know your tide times. Sad news that the Debenham store in Scarborough won't reopen. It's actually the anchor shop in the Brunswick shopping centre in the town centre. So that's a very big space to fill. Uh, the council have been talking to bosses there to talk about the future of the centre. Maybe an attraction would go in there in the future. And Snow Queen continues its run to the end of January at the Stephen Jersey Theatre, but you've got to watch it online. This is episode four of the Visit Scarborough podcast. I'm Paddy Billington, and before we finish off, let's speak to the organiser of the 2021 Scarborough Goldwing Light Parade, Phil Houghton. It's your first year as event organiser, is that right? Yes, it is my first year in charge. Uh, I was supposed to be last year, but for obvious reasons, uh, that got cancelled, so... But I'm looking forward to the challenge and uh, I'm looking forward to the to the event, definitely. For those that have never been to the Goldwing Light Parade, then how can you sum it up? A massive event with over 100 motorcycles, with lots of music and lots of lights going. Uh, it's The atmosphere is buzzing down on the front. It's one of the highlights of the calendar, isn't it, really? Uh, definitely. Yeah, these Goldwings, they come from all over. I mean, not just across the UK, but beyond. Is that right? Yeah, we normally have a couple that come from uh, Holland and we've had them from all over. We've had some inquiries from Sweden and things like that. So we're hoping for a bit more this year. The bikes look amazing. They're all illuminated. They've got flags on them as well. And I guess what makes it, it wouldn't be the same without the people. So, you know, fingers crossed, you know, people can come out in their in their droves like normal. But it must be an amazing experience in procession along the South Bay, Harbourside and North Bay in Scarborough with literally tens of thousands of people, three, four, five deep on either side of the carriageway. Yeah, I've done it for the last, uh, I think, five years. And it is, it's an amazing feeling when you when you pull out the town park and you see all them people and they're all cheering and clapping and it gives you such a buzz. The adrenaline inside is is amazing. You just every everyone feels the same, and especially uh, some of the riders when you do it the first year round, it 
does it's quite uh, emotional and um, my wife has said it a few times that you know it really brings a lump to the throat when you drive when you're riding around and you see all these people you know just enjoying themselves what kind of event do you expect to put on this year is it a case of it either has to be as it normally is with all the goldwing bikes and all the people there or it just can't happen at all it has to be like it always is because of the, where the parade goes there's no way of being able to manage the, the amount of people along the route because it's so long so it has to go ahead or not at all unfortunately are you hopeful as well that the usual firework display will happen to round off the event it's a great way of keeping people out and about in the evening isn't it it is yeah uh, fingers crossed with there's some things happening in the scenes and we're we're hoping that will that will carry on uh, for this year. Um, I think the council are having more input this year uh, regards that, but we'll wait and see how that goes. And it's always a big fundraiser for charity as well, isn't it, the Goldwing Light Parade? So that, I assume, will continue too. Yeah, which is obviously the main reason for the event. I mean, last year we raised, not sorry, 2019 we raised uh, over £11,000 on the day, especially with missing last year. The Yorkshire Ambulance are in dying need of these funds, so we really, really need to make sure we go above and beyond that to try and make up for last year. It's brilliant fun for you, it's brilliant fun for people coming down, but it's a big boost as well to to businesses in Scarborough, uh, in and around the seafront, isn't it? It just gets so many people out for uh, for the whole evening. Yeah, it, uh, it's a real big boost for the local economy for Scarborough. That's one of the reasons for the event, is it really does, it brings a lot of people into Scarborough for the, to use the hotels, onto the seafront, to use all the restaurant, amusements and everything. So yeah, it is a real, a real boost for the locals. Brilliant that it's been announced, there's some confidence there, and uh, you know, there's lots of other events that are meant to be happening before then, like all the concerts at the Scarborough Open Air Theatre, so fingers crossed it'll happen, and we can't wait for it to be back in Scarborough. Thanks for your time. No problem at all, thank you. That is Phil Houghton, organiser of the 2021 Goldwing Light Parade, and fingers crossed that event does happen as normal. Thank you again for all your comments on your favourite buildings in Scarborough. Carol Plowman, the Rotunda Museum is quite nice, and the castle. And I love the King Richard III restaurant and cafe building. That is a spectacular, very old building from the 1400s, that one. Uh, Daniel Proctor, Corrigans. Pat, when it was Corrigans. Not the same as Coney Island, he says. And also... Julie Barker says, my favourite building in Scarborough, the Harbour Bar, they have the best ice cream. Well, thank you so much for listening to episode four of the Visit Scarborough podcast. Remember, you can subscribe, you can like, you can share, you can also review as well. That is extremely useful. And uh, the next episode, episode five, will be available from where you get your podcast. And that will be next Wednesday as we head into February. And hopefully just that little bit closer to when visitors, you can come back to Scarborough. Thank you so much for listening. The Visit Scarborough podcast is an MPB production.